0: Hello and welcome to the pre-recorded introduction to What A Terrible Idea. Uh, so it is just me, Di, uh, Ali and Tom aren't here. Um, we've got an excellent episode of What A Terrible Idea about to start on the topic of what a terrible idea phone rolling is. So uh, that's very good. But we just got a couple of announcements. Um, we did an excellent workshop on Saturday. It was great fun at John Clark's gym, uh, Fit360 in Worcester, which went down really, really well. Me and Tom had loads and loads of fun coaching it. So we went over basics of um, mobility, movement prep, how to sort of include that in your training and progress it, um, as opposed to it always just being like really, really boring sort of people tend to get really bored with mobility quite easy so it's how to sort of make it like quite a progressive thing in your training um, and then we went through loads of crawling patterns how to build those crawling patterns up into basic handstand kickups, um, as well as covering sort of handstand alignment um, and all the basics you need to sort of like start including handstands and body weight training in your own training so if you would like to attend our next workshop that is on the 4th of May, I believe, in Hull, in Proactive Fitness. So you can get in touch with us or J-Bell at Proactive Fitness to book your place on that. And uh, if you can't make that, we have uh, another workshop, the first weekend of June, I believe it's the 6th of June, um, in Mifit in Shropshire. So we would love to see you at either of those events. If, unfortunately, You can't get to either of them um, and you're not already on the hybrid monthly coaching programme. We've got our next intake of the six-week shred starting just in time for summer. Um, So that kicks off on the 4th of May as well. Uh, We've got three weeks left to sign up for that. So if you've seen the shred on Instagram or Facebook, you know you've had some really, really sick results. I think we've had people drop up to like I think it was nine kilos of fat in the six weeks, as well as a huge focus on training itself. skills. But it's not just a body transformation, a shred. Uh, we really focus on getting handstand fundamentals locked in. So if you haven't done handstands before, even if you don't want to uh, really focus on the, the diet and in the shred part of it, um, but you just want to really, really start including some bodyweight training um, into your into your current training program, there's an excellent place to start we really go through all the basics. Um, And it's equally quite an intense sort of phase. Uh, We tend to focus, I think we've had people increase their squats by up to 20 kilos on some of the previous shreds. So if that's something you're looking for, um, again, give us a message and we can sort of go through whether or not it might be appropriate for you. If um, you've got any questions, we can answer them. Um, You can find uh, both those, the workshops and the shred at the website, which is www.hybridwitha3.co.uk or alternatively, you can go to our Instagram, which is at hybridcoaching and shoot us a message and we will answer any questions you have. So uh, that is me all done. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode four of What A Terrible Idea. Today's episode is going to be What A Terrible Idea Foam Rolling Is. But as usual, firstly, fact of the day, Tom Morgan.
1: Fact of the day is a great one. So you know whenever you travel somewhere new or you sleep in a different bed. Like I did last night. Like you did last night. Yes.
2: And me. And all of us. All of us. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> We're on holiday, Lisbon. Uh, business no business trip. Business trip. Business, <laughs>
1: trip. business <laughs> holiday. Um, when you, yeah, but generally, when you sleep in new beds, you'll have a pretty poor night's sleep, and that's because similar to dolphins, <laughs> whose brain actually fully separates the left and right hemisphere, so one side goes fully to sleep while the other side stays fully alert, so that they don't drown when they're swimming. That's important. That is mm-hmm. very important. Um, just so you don't drown when you're <laughs> asleep in no, your new no, no. bed. <laughs> uh, also to help um, sort of perceive threats or like if there's any danger. So it's an evolutionary protective mechanism. You get a so very, so badly very, very subtle left and right brain hemisphere split where one side of the brain sleeps a little bit more deeply than the other side.
2: Does it switch after the night? Or do you just get one side of the brain well-rested well and the other side <laughs> fucking really tired the next day? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> dolphins,
0: do they spend all of their time only operating on half a brain?
1: only when they're asleep.
0: Yeah, but then does it switch? Yeah, it does
1: switch for them. So do they spend like six no, hours right left sleeping, six hours right sleeping, six hours left, right? No. no. They have a period of being fully awake. Okay. And then when they sleep, it's and half. half and half, yeah. Excellent. It's That's
0: good. Yeah. I'd like to know the what their circadian rhythm is like though.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting, no.
2: Yeah. What do you mean?
1: So like do they sleep
0: left side, be fully awake for a little bit, then right side takes a little break? Or is it left, right, fully awake for like a day? How do they break it up, mate? I think it's just one one sleeping. I don't think it in. is. Most animals would like nap quite a lot throughout the day. So I reckon when they're like, right, we're going for a swim now, they're like Turn off the bit that didn't rest last time. Then, ooh, fish! Right, all systems go. Next time, it's just a little bit of a travel. Turn off the other side.
2: Hang on. So you think they just nap all day? Every time they see a fish, they fucking go down (laughs) there. Quick, wake up! That's the alarm. Well,
0: and like, do other animal things? Like, fuck, and dolphins play as well. Yeah, play behaviour.
2: They're really smart. They definitely would. Their circadian rhythm will be anchored on sunlight, so they'll be mainly sleeping during the night for sure. But like lots of animals nap in the day. It yeah, but napping. <laughs> you can't use that as evidence
1: <laughs> for this. And, and, and well, <laughs> you can't assume
2: that. Well, well I think <coughs> I'm just saying it'd be interesting to see how it splits. Yeah. It would be interesting to see. It would be very interesting to see. But we don't mainly, know for sure. They've so. got to be mainly sleeping during the night. Their yeah. circadian rhythm will be anchored on I exposure to lots light. Things you, said, to more, fair, right? you said, to be fair, what would their circadian rhythm be like? Yeah. Well, it's going to be anchored on light. Yeah. So, you know that. That's literally what circadian rhythm is. Yeah, okay, that's true. Okay. Topic <laughs> of today's
0: podcast. Uh, what a terrible idea foam rolling is. Um, Tom, do you like foam rolling? I love foam rolling. Ali, do you like foam rolling? Uh,
2: no. You don't like it? I... Was thinking about this earlier, yeah. and I realised I did foam rolled in. I think I've already spent about five minutes foam rolling in total in the last year. Okay, I've worse. seen you do like
0: whats it called? What's the what's the word that sounds like masturbation? Self my self Sorry, Myofascial release. My release. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you do that in some form or another, which is like That's true. essentially foam rolling. That's, That's true. what we mean. When we say yeah. foam rolling, we mean rolling and pressing on things before you train because I think true. it's going to make
2: your session better. It doesn't have to be a foam roller. Yeah, no. it can be my elbow to be fair. Yeah, well that's um not self. Could be a could be a bar, could be yeah. a rack. Okay. Yeah. Pressing uh, pressing uh, things into your body often feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think to
0: clarify what we mean is people foam rolling or rolling on a like an old ball or a barbell doing something that they think is making a physical change to their muscle. so you often hear people say things like breaking down scar tissue or realigning fibers or doing or, or lengthening things breaking up adhesions adhesions that's a common that's a good one isn't it um, adhesion what on earth is an adhesion <laughs> <laughs> sounds <I'm Well>, sticky <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure i've heard people say like where it gets a bit stuck before. <laughs> and they often, maybe they, they say things like, they want like the fascia to slide better, because um, it's important that your fascia slides. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. exactly what
2: you want. Sliding um, and gliding. It's been doing a terrible job for the last hundreds of thousands of years. And essentially,
0: <laughs> if you're foam rolling for any of these reasons, that's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Because the bulk of evidence says that Foam rolling or anything like that can't hmm. make a difference physiologically to any of these structures.
2: You just can't withstand the the, the pain of the forces you'd need to produce to do anything, um, make any change physiologically. Like you'd need to apply forces that are about a thousand times more painful than you can probably withstand, hmm. even if you're a little bit sadistic.
0: Which, if you think about it logically, is obvious that the forces that, like, change your muscles have to be greater than you can withstand, because otherwise, like, every time you did something with a heavy barbell, if, like, you tried to squat even 100 kilos, yeah. your traps would melt, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be really fucking bad for you if yeah. your traps <laughs> melted enough every time you did a squat. <laughs> or fell on the floor. Yeah. You're like, if you rolled on the floor, you're like... Muscles would disintegrate.
2: And then you just wouldn't be able to get back up. No. It be terrible. It's awful for your survival <laughs> if no. you could
0: make such like huge physical changes by rolling on a piece of foam.
2: <laughs> very fortunate that you can't do that, in fact. But
0: you can't then deny that you often feel a little bit better mm-hmm. after you've rolled on something, you've rubbed something... <laughs> <laughs> Always not <laughs> the rubbing something yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, so um when it comes to like foam rolling or bubble doing any sort of um self myofascial release or foam rolling or having a massage or anything like that, they do acutely increase range of motion. It's not through the mechanisms that um most people most know. people think it's it's through, but but it, it does acutely increase range of motion at a joint, which means that if you then go and load that range of motion, you, you, you probably will feel um, like you're moving better. And that's and that's all well and good. So you can use a foam roller to acutely increase range of motion, but what you can't do um, is foam roll for 45 minutes or half an hour or whatever uh, because the acute increase in range of... Let's say you start at your um, on your lower body and you end on your upper body, the acute um, increase in range that you've, that you've achieved in your in your uh, ankle, let's say, is gone by the time you're doing um, your shoulder. So it was literally a pointless endeavour. You don't keep any of that range unless you then go and load it. So a really good protocol would be to do a little bit of rolling on the joint and then go and load that range that you've got. You might then go and roll again, load it again. And you can use a, a roller between your sets, between your warm-up sets or between bouts of doing mobility exercises to actually gain range, then go and load it so that you keep it. Because we know that stretching and um, moving under load is actually the most efficient way of increasing range of motion. Much better than static stretching, much, well, foam rolling foam foam literally doesn't work, um, at increasing range of motion um, longitudinally. Um, so you've got to then go and load that range, which is essentially what we're going to, you can use a foam roller for, yeah. Like Alan was saying, it's a, it's a very,
1: very kind of short-term sort of fix. So if you're doing foam rolling for forty minutes, by the time you then go to train, whatever you rolled at the start of that forty minutes will be back to the way it was at the start before yeah. you did any rolling at all. So there's literally sort of like no point in doing that at all, um, other than it feels quite nice, yeah. might promote which a little bit which in and of itself
0: is an okay mm-hmm. reason
1: to do it. Yeah, but
0: you want to, to get the most out of it, like I was saying, you want to be really, really specific with like the intervention and know what you're trying to get out of doing that. So, if your quads feel a little bit tight, there's nothing wrong with rolling your quads a little bit before you squat. Mm-hmm. But it has to be that specific. So, so know what you're going to do and what the
1: change you're trying to the short-term change you're trying to elicit is. Yeah, like um, like Holly was saying as well. It's it, say you you've got a tight hip and you roll your hip, Th- those tissues haven't actually changed all. Um, all you've done is kind of superseded the, um, it's a big word, right? <laughs> <Super-seeded>. Yeah, <laughs> really superseded what, your, what your, your brain perception of, of the pain in your body. So you've basically just distracted yourself. And then, like Ali said, if you then go and load that range, you're gonna be able to maintain that range much better. Sorry, Ali started filming us and threw us all off. <laughs> <laughs> we just got comfortable
0: with the podcasting format and Ali's added Ali another variable. That was, that was an intense variable yeah. to add. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and it doesn't so you'll often see if you came in and watched us train, you might see us sort of just before the start of the session climbing all over each other or sticking <laughs> elbows in various parts of each other. Because it doesn't have to be a foam roller. Mm-hmm. You could like I generally think a training partner is much better if you just ask someone to stick an elbow somewhere but again it's got to be like really really specific and for a certain purpose.
2: It does there's no doubt yeah, there. it nice. does feel nice. Yeah. Um, and just something feeling nice is a really good reason to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it probably it has not like I said before it's not having any physiological impact. It it is probably having a neurological impact. But the it's like going and getting a massage. Like, really, is it doing an awful lot? Mm, it's really hard to like tease out a difference in in any in any data. But we do know that um, being touched compassionately—that's literally ranging from having someone stick an elbow in your back to uh, a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Putting actually, their elbow in much more <laughs> vulnerable places. Is <laughs> <laughs> actually. Um, Really good for recovery. Yeah. Being touched by other humans is good for recovery, um, and will generally make you feel better. Whether that's because it felt nice at the time, or because it gave you like a little bit more. Like I can't think of the word. Like yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, um.
0: It's just it's good for your general well-being. Yeah, exactly. You come out of a massage and you just feel a little bit glowy Mm -hmm. and nice, don't you? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which is great for you. Mm -hmm, And then you often go home and sleep better Mm -hmm. because it's just like, yeah, all of these things are fine. I think it's the same with a lot of the things we've spoken about. It's not that there's many absolute wrongs in like health, fitness, nutrition and all that. It's just knowing why you're doing things. So if you really want to do something, that is absolutely fine. But don't do it. For the wrong reasons, so mm-hmm. don't foam roll thinking you're realigning your fibres and making all these big changes to the muscles because that's not that's not what you're doing. It's fine if you want to do it, but do it knowing that you're
1: like the reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in reality, if you're making an acute kind of change to the sort of your range, if you don't build any active capacities to control that range. Your brain is going to shut that range down because it doesn't feel safe in that range afterwards. So that's that's why we say if, if you're going to use foam rolling, which is is absolutely fine to do, load through that range afterwards. Um, so you build the active capacity to maintain it, and that is over time how you will improve your kind of active range and your mobility. And that that that's essentially sort of where most people go wrong. They think that doing weight training is actually. Making them stiff, but actually, if you weight train properly and load through a full range and control that range, that's what's going to actually help you to like have good mobility long term. Yeah, I think um, mobility and flexibility
0: is probably like a topic for another podcast there's like a lot in there again. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the end of that episode.
2: That's it. I reckon that's it. <laughs>
0: So that we don't end up waffling for another 10 minutes and saying exactly the same thing. We could easily do that, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, already we're about to start doing that. (laughs) So I'm going to, again, wrap it all up. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Please subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review. Join our Facebook group.
2: Share the podcast with all your friends.
0: Gosh, we're asking to do lots of things. If you could do one of those things, that would be great.
2: Oh, there's a competition in there at some point. Yeah. Next yeah. episode. we we'll do it the next <laughs> episode <again. laughs> Thank you.
0: Bye.